the best in the world. I've been the best ever since day one on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. And trust me when I tell you, I am the hottest property in this industry today. Nobody can touch me. The only thing that's real is me, day in and day out. I am the best in the world. Do I have everybody's attention now? Come back with more and more here. Smoothie, my rhyme style, leafly. And you can't see through my smoothie, PG. Yeah, I smile a sucker for miles. Call me the watch, watch. And if the vibe ain't right, I go gotcha. You become like a hangnail or a loose hair on my black top fade. You catch a sharp blade. Cut off, you stand drifted and lonely. But that's the price you pay when you phone, phone, phone. Now, 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 slick neck. That's in the house. What up, people? 
I said, what up, people? Welcome to a Sprinkle of Salt edition of the Salty Daughter Mike Steph podcast. Featuring the one and only Mike Steph, best in the world, and what he does. I told y'all I was going to come back and bless the masses with a little sprinkle. Not a full, not a, not a full episode. Not a, not even a full dose of salt. Just a sprinkle. Just a test. Just a taste. Taste. Because at the risk of being outdated, or should I say at the risk of me actually being more sedated, me being more uh, calm over what's happened the last couple days concerning my New York Metropolitans. Yes, my New York Mets. I said, you know what? Let me put this, let me get this episode in the can. Maybe I give it out. Maybe I put it out when I do it. Maybe I sit on it and Put it out at a later date. But regardless, it needs to be done. This past Tuesday, August 1st to be exact, was the MLB, Major League Baseball's trading deadline. And unfortunately for me, eh, and unfortunately for the Metropolitan faithful out there, we were not buyers at the deadline. No, we were sellers. We had a fire sale of excellence, par excellence, if you will. The New York Mets, and for all these, for all my listeners out there, especially my listeners that were with me at the very beginning of this. Major League Baseball season of 2023. Yeah, you hear stuff in the background because I am in my car studio. I told y'all in spring training, probably around the time that Edwin Diaz had his catastrophic knee injury during the WBC World Baseball Classic, that something about this team just not it just did not feel right. The vibe on this team just did not feel right. That I was having serious, serious feelings on the fact that this was going to be the worst team money can buy part due. Yeah. And that's exactly what it ended up being. But unlike all the Yankee fans out there, unlike Mr. Yankee Boy himself, Michael K, on 98.7 ESPN New York, I am not going to revel in the fact that I was right. I am not going to make excuses for my team, unlike those that don the pinstripes and live in the boogie down, burnt down Bronx. No, 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 I will not. Prior to the deadline, we jettisoned Max Scherzer, who was somewhere called Mad Max, 
I call Broken Max, because, or should I say, who I call affectionately Maxi Pad Scherzer. We sent him to the Texas Rangers for a couple of prospects. Before that, we started the proceedings where we sent David Robinson, our closer, because we had no other place to look, other place to, to, to turn. We sent our closer, David Robinson, to an in-division rival, Miami Marlins, for some prospects. We capped it off with the big fish I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Mark Hanna. Uh, can I, can he not, can he suck these nuts? I don't know. Pause. Because I do not want him to suck my nuts. He can suck nuts. Well, I'm about to go on a tangent. Not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it. The icing on the cake, if you will, was us trading Justin Verlander after a half a season in Metropolitan land to his old team, the Houston Astros, for their top prospects. So now what I heard over Sports Raider last couple of days is what actually made me say, you know what? I'm gonna give this a I'm gonna give the Metropolitan their own sprinkle of salt edition. I was gonna break it down with them in the J-E-T-S -J 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 Jets, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to Keep the Jets in prime time. I'm going to keep the Jets, who are about to kick off their preseason schedule, their preseason journey, their preseason excursion, in about 45 minutes from now. I'm going to let them stay on the YouTube streets. I'm going to let them stay on prime time, if you will. But that's not to say that the flagship, the mothership, if you will, it's not prime time. It's just sprinkle. Anyway. What really got my gander up was Mr. Peter Chosenberg. Oh, my bad. Mr. Peter Rosenberg, who has no team, no allegiance, really, of substance. He was born in a DMV, and the only team that he roots for that's in his actual geographical area is the Washington Nationals. But then at the same time, he can always fall back on the success of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, how convenient. This mother effer is from the DMV, you know, the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia Peninsula. And yet, he claims the Boston Celtics as his basketball team. He claims the Pittsburgh Penguins as his hockey team. And I will give him credit, at least, at least, he claims the Washington Redskins. Yeah, because that's the name of the team when he decided to root for them. At least he claims them. But this person of substantial reach said, how could this not be categorized as an unmitigated failure that the fact that the, Jet, the, the Mets are selling off all their big name pieces prior to the deadline, leading up to the deadline, being the fact that they committed 370 some odd million dollars to the payroll, the number one payroll in MLB. And if you add on the luxury tax, if you add on the quote unquote 
Steve Cohen tax, we spent nearly a half a billion dollars in the offseason for this team. That's been the common refrain. And I had to remind myself and others, what should I say? I had to stick up for my team. I had to stick up for Uncle Steve by saying this. Yes, did we go on a, a spending spree? Maybe, maybe not. Did we spend a lot of money? Yes, but did we go on a shopping spree? I did say we didn't. Case in point, we resigned Brandon Nimmo to a pretty big contract for Brandon Nimmo, but he was one of our core players. We wanted to retain him. The market said, the market said we need to retain him, so we did. We resigned Jeff McNeil, one of our core players. The market dictated that we do so. The only expenditure that we went above and beyond for was for Justin Verlander, who tell you the truth, I wasn't really a big fan of getting in the first place. And news has come out over the last couple of days, how convenient, that a lot of a lot of a lot of people in the Mets organization were against said move. But that was more of a reactionary move of okay, Jason De Jacob DeGrom has left the organization. He chose to sign with the Texas Rangers, and we needed a representative facsimile of what Jacob DeGrom would have gotten us. And I can't go, I can't go too bad. I mean, I can't feel too bad because Justin Verlander was coming off a Cy Young season. Yes, he's 40, 41 years old, but he was coming off a Cy Young season. And to his credit, I will say, after the bumpy first half of the season in which he was coming coming off an injury, he was stellar down the stretch. He was stellar to the point that we was able to get something representative of his value. But also, remember, he had a no trade clause. And we gave him that because that's really what it took for us to get him. But you know, that's not... That's not newsworthy. That's not hot takeish, if you will. So of course I had to be like, oh, you know, they which go they pin their hopes and try to, you know, depend on two 40 plus pitchers at the top of their rotation. Okay, and it didn't work. So you know what we did? Instead of doubling down like a certain team in the boogie down burnt down Bronx. We said, you know what? We're going to cut our losses right where they're at. Now, another report came out, coincidentally, from Mr. Chatty Patty, Maxi Pad Scherzer, in which he said, spilling the beans less than 48 hours after we let your ass go, already spilling the beans, Mr. Stand Up Guy, Mr. Determination, Mr. Grinder. That mother effer has not found, has not met an occasion that he will not live up to. Or should I say he will live down to? Either way, y'all know the gist. When has he ever come up big in a big spot? If it was up to me, I would have got rid of him last offseason. 
after he came up small in the biggest series of the season, the three-game series, three-game set in Atlanta, he came up small. And then we went to the postseason in the wild card round, he came up small again. This season, he pitched to a at least a four, a four plus ERA. The only time that he actually had somewhat some type of success was when he was going against inferior competition. That's when he was able to poke his chest out like he did something meaningful, like he did something of substance. So what does he do less than 48 hours after he leaves? He says, well, you know, uh, I requested to speak to management. I requested to speak to the brass to figure out what was going on. You know, uh, what were the plans? And, you know, I was really, I was really dug in and I really did not want to move on. You know, I wanted to, uh, which going to ride this out. Um, so I asked them about their plans for next year. And Billy Epler, uh, explained to me that next year would be we would not be uh going all in during the off season for next year you know out the goal was to uh be competitive in 2025 and really go for it all in 2026 which is effectively two seasons from next season so next three years and when i heard that I knew, all right, I am willing to waive my no trade clause. And because uh, I do not, at this stage in my career, want to be part of a rebuilding season, a rebuilding situation, which by all means, I understand. So when Mr. Chatty Patty opened this freaking trap and explained this and espoused this, Everybody's like, look, you know, uh, especially Mr. Chosenberg was like, look, you know, how can a Met fan deem this to even be anything of a success? How could a Met fan even deem this to, uh, to be anything but just an unmitigated failure? Not only did y'all mess up this season, then y'all going to blow it up. And then you're going to talk, you're going to try to sell to your fan base that three years from now, we're going to compete for a real, well, for a world series title. For a world championship Don LaGreca on the other hand the voice of reason yeah I know Mr. Rant himself said the following and I'm going to paraphrase this because I agree wholeheartedly okay Maxi Pad had a no trade clause right he's making 43 million dollars a year if he did not want to leave but the brass themselves the Metropolitan's Brain Trust themselves looked at Mr. Maxi Pad and said, do we really want to be on a hook and have him at the top of our rotation? We think he's done. We think we need we need to get rid of him and get some type of value while we can now. So if we spin this story of we're not going to compete, not next year, not even the year after that, but the year after that, then maybe, just maybe, that would allow him to rescind his no trade clause and we could get him the fuck out of Dodge. And I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment, with that train of thought. Because 
to be blunt, everything that I've seen this season from Mr. Maxi Pad hasn't been stellar. I mean, let's go down the roll call. He's pitched substandard. He got suspended for 10 games. For having an illegal substance on his hand. His ERA ballooned over four for the majority of the season. He's given up, or he gave up at least 20 plus home runs already, and we didn't even reach the month of August at that time. What incentive did the Mets have to keep Matt Scherzer on the roster? To me, he's been baked. Didn't he have a tired arm the year that uh, he got traded to the Dodgers and he couldn't even help them in a strike so in a, in, a, in a lockup shortened season, in a COVID shortened season. He couldn't even help them when it counted most. Y'all don't remember that, do y'all? I do. Every time he was with the Nationals, every time they had a big shot, had a big, big, big game that uh they needed him to stand up, he was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. A lot of times, Strasburg was the ace, the true ace of that staff. We could go all the way back to his days in Detroit. People thought he was a one-two. No, no, no. He was more like a two-and-a-half because he could not throw the ball straight. He had great stuff. He just didn't have command over it. So every time it was at the biggest moments, guess what? He crapped the bed. He came to the Big Apple, New York City. And to me, he allowed the apple to bake his fucking brain. So I say once again, what did we really lose? And now everything got reinforced. The, the, the faith that we should have in this team with Uncle Steve got reinforced yesterday when he answered questions about the competitive nature of the team going forward. He said, look, every time, all, all, all big names aren't good names. And I'm paraphrasing this. He pretty much said, look, we're going to field a competitive team. No, in no way, no, how, no way, no how are we trying to tank. You know, sometimes you can find good players without the big ticket. And what people really have to realize, and this is me speaking, what people have to realize, the difference between now and the time the coupons, oh my bad, the will pawns own the team is this. Back in the day, utter failure would have, just for the coupons to save face, they would have kept on to maxi pad they would have kept on the verlander and we would have had season after season after season of mediocrity it's uncle steve he looked he said okay as of august 1st we have a 12 percent chance of making the playoffs even if there's a miracle and we happen to 
overcome five, six other teams and get into that last wildcard berth. Do you really think this team is going to do anything? Should I should I throw good money after bad and try to salvage some type of some type of season? No, no, no. You know why? Because I don't I don't I don't shop in the bargain bin. So what he's trying to create is some type of flexibility of building up the farm system, uh, turning over this veteran-laden team and getting some youth, some much-needed much infusion of youth into the team. And at the same time, have his finger on the proverbial trigger that if, by chance, there's a big money target out there that he thinks will go with the reimagined vision of said team he can pull the trigger any point because this man is worth how many billions of dollars okay we tried we tried we tried it this way it didn't work guess what that's probably why he's worth a couple billion dollars because we're well, not a couple billion dollars about 20 some odd billion dollars because he knows when to cut his losses and to develop a new strategy a new winning strategy so a lot of people probably thought I was going to be at my wit's end. No, not really, not really, not really, because I have faith. I have faith. Maybe misguided faith, but faith nevertheless. The New York Metropolitan will, will, will win another world championship before I leave this earth. I guarantee it. And um, unlike those... Um, mired in mediocrity Yankees up in the boogie down burnt down Bronx I think we actually have a future because unlike those people up there we actually made a decision we didn't straddle the fence we didn't say you know what we're beholden we're the Yankees we know what we're doing even when you don't yeah I know there's a lot of there's a lot of Yankee slander in my words there's a lot of sarcasm dripping out of my mouth Guess what? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Tell me when I'm telling lies.
Me and my son be dumb and how's that for grandma? Still amazing me how he picked up the rapping. He's about the action. I don't want to smoke. 43 with virgin lungs every toke a choke. I'm a humble bloke, but my ears ain't. The arrogance has an expiration date. So I let him bake. Get the bag, let the be great. In the marathon, toss baton, win the waist. Vocab it done off. Can't even converse. Progressively start the slack intelligence in reverse. Don't know what is worse. Ignorance is the thirst. For ability to second guess my chance first. Twist my arm a little. Instead of pain, it feel tickles. Coincides with the ice that trickles fans so fickle put me in a pickle will it still love me after fucking with me flip you put you in place smack the smug little throat super that face this is just a taste from bitter donnie who still the best in the world at what the fuck i do